what's going on everybody welcome back to cali brick click episode 118 and before we get into the introductions remember you can find this episode and all previous episodes anywhere you find your podcast spotify apple iHeartRadio, and soon to be app not i always say apple youtube music whenever that pops up uh but like always we have ninja yeah we have claire the plastic architect who's back i'm back yes <laughs> officially and today we have a special guest, Nicole, aka Girl Bricks a lot, aka Nally Ass. I don't know how many like <laughs> pseudonym names you have, but all of them. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, but welcome to the welcome to the show. Um, Hi. I mean, I just I'll just start here before we get into a little bit of your background. So, like a couple was it a couple weeks ago? Like two weeks ago, right? Yeah. You had like a little meltdown that like literally prompted this. Hey, you want to come on Caliber Click? Not to say that I wouldn't oh, yeah. have asked you to come anyways, but I think this is. <laughs> it was a good trigger to be like hey i was waiting for you to do something alignment. yeah i mean she's well, got her emotions going yeah like, there you go there it is like you're on the list but i was just like waiting just waiting for something to happen and then boom it happened so it's nothing like live on the internet right i mean it was also like at one o'clock in the morning so exactly fine. no one saw that part i mean i'm sure they did no a thousand people did and now they will now they'll go back. Uh, all right. So um, exactly. all right. So back to the basics. <laughs> Who are you? Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm from Boston and uh, I play with Lego. <laughs> like all of us here. Boom. There's not really much to say. There's like not much. So, okay, fine. To be more specific, what's your Lego story? I had uh, Lego as a kid growing up. Uh, not, not sets in particular, but I had like hand-me-down loose brick. Um, and then I had my dark ages from like 12 to the end of my twenties, basically. And, uh, COVID occurred and I was very pregnant and my husband and I needed a date night activity. And this seemed like the most perfect thing to do. So we went down to uh, target, grabbed a couple sets. They were insanely expensive. And that was the beginning of. I would classify it as an addiction at this point. Like it's <laughs> pretty prevalent prevalent in my life. So yeah. And here we are. <laughs> Is it offensive to be like, are you a COVID Lego baby? No, I hear it's that not. a lot amongst like the like the A full streaming world that oh you're a COVID YouTuber. Right. I it's it's not offensive at all. I think there's definitely like the pre-COVID Lego diehards and then the post-COVID. It's just, it's two different waves. And so a lot of my journey has been interacting with the pre-COVID adults in the community and trying to hold my own. But I don't know, there's something exciting about being a post-COVID Lego person because you have all these people with such a new exciting outlook on things so it's it's a nice breath of fresh air but i'm biased because i'm new so i mean i feel like this this re-emergence into like the lego world by a lot of people that came in during that period of time like really changed the way the community is now for the better because yeah. there's just so much variety out there now and it, it's not just the same people over and over again they're just new people all the time and it just adds to like you know you, you either come to it or like thinking you could add something new or you feel more comfortable because you can relate to somebody that's out there. And, and, and for those people who want to feel like, Oh, because this person's doing, I can do it too. Like that, like connection is more available to more people now versus how it was like a couple of years ago. And I sometimes opinion. wonder about like, you know, you had COVID and we were all stuck at home and social media changed drastically from 2019 to now. I mean, you had, you, TikTok became big, YouTube included reels, like you've got streamers, you've got all sorts of like the, the landscape changed. And so it created, I think, a strange dynamic for those people who were in it before COVID, because it's like now you have to adapt to all these newbies coming in using the newest tech and, you know, updated with the new stuff. It's, it's pretty interesting, actually. I do think it's like important to identify though, like talking about the hobby of Lego versus like making social media content about it. Because yeah. like, I think like, you know, we can get a little sloppy in terms of like talking about the hobby yeah. and, and it's, as content creators, it is a, a separate thing. You know, there are people that did get into it during the pandemic 
and they don't make social media content. Maybe they watch it at its maximum, but there is, there was a huge influx of that. And there was more of those people than there was of new content creators, which is pretty cool to think. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think it's important to identify the difference between like someone coming into the hobby and just like buying a Lego set and building it. And then someone coming into the hobby, buying a Lego set, going on social media and being like, I want to make that content too, using the Lego to make that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, compounding and I think there's a, a, a certain type of personality that's going to want to do that for whatever reason it is you know like that need to share that need to connect with a community that need to that need to just be like there's an opportunity there's not that many you know people with my face in the space I'm gonna start making content I see this as my foray into social media you know and I think it's it's it, you know we should identify that a little bit too as well like talking about the history of COVID if we, if we will yeah no yeah. I totally agree with you yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, what brought you to sharing your love for the hobby into social media? (laughs) So I didn't share, I don't know. I feel like everything happened very quickly, um, but I didn't start sharing the hobby with my friends and family until after I had the baby. It was kind of a gradual thing. Like I would post pictures here and there, but we have to remember like my Instagram was my personal Instagram. Like it was never intended. I never started it to be a Lego account and it kind of just blew up that way. It didn't, it was never, I was never getting into this to make content. It just happened. So it didn't really kick off until like, I'd say the end of 2021 was when, you know, I made reels and that started happening. And I was doing it because when you're a new parent, you get it's like the Sunday scaries every day, all the time. You don't sleep very much. You're irritable. There's a lot happening. Life's a little weird. And you have to be able to laugh about things. Like you have to make jokes of things. Like I got through that beginning stage just being funny. And so it was kind of... I don't know, my social media is kind of an extension of the sense of humor that I've had to have to survive, just like such a drastic life change. And I noticed just between 2020 and all like everything that was going on with the landscape, it there was a lot of negativity in it. And I didn't want to contribute to that. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to make content that would be happy and Lego is such a happy atmosphere anyways, for the most part, if you take it back down to like how you're supposed to play like as a kid and, and just the excitement of it, it's just a happy thing. So um, content creating was just my way of really surviving and keeping an identity other than being a mom, which is a really difficult and delicate thing to do. So it just, it, it just, I mean, like I said, it just happened. I never set out to really do all this in the, in the beginning. That's kind of neat. I feel like we, because we get a lot of different people who come on here. You know, a lot of people had social media accounts of like, you know, different hobbies and different things that they were into. And then they were like, Lego is it for me. This is like the space you can grow here. And I'm a little bit of both, right? Like I had other social media accounts and then, but for me, it was very much like, oh my God, I want to be part of this community. This is really fun. I can't be part of this community unless I make content and show my face. Like that was like how my brain worked. I'm, you know, no shame to anybody else, but like that's, that was the direction that I did. Yeah, and I yeah. love, I love, but I, but I was also, sorry, Ninja, <laughs> but I was also like very direct though. I immediately made I've always done this. I immediately made it like a different Instagram. And it was mostly for me because I like organizing my Instagrams, like my personal one. Like I don't need to see like my friends that are like social media, like justice warriors, like who like sit on their couches at home, just like (laughs) resharing stuff like and who feel good about themselves. Like I just I don't need to know that it's going to make me not like them. You know what I mean? And then like I also like have like other hobbies like cooking and stuff, but I don't need to see those in the same place. So I always like a lot like a a different social media account for that mostly for myself and I did that with Lego and it was like you kind of post on it and you're like wait this is really fun this is so cute I get recommended other Lego content this is so much more like happy and joyful and yeah with everything that was going on that was like the best thing ever and I'm trying to imagine like if I had posted on my like social on my regular one 
like reels or whatever like what that would have been like what did your family and friends like how did they react to it they're like what the hell are you doing or were they like this is so cool (laughs) yeah so i think behind every person that is present on the internet is a partner who is not so my my husband just is not on social media at all like he has he has uh reddit and tick and uh, not tiktok uh twitter um but he is not (laughs) on anything else um so when I started posting a lot of Lego, my friends were side-eyeing a little bit. Like my family was a little bit weirded out by it. And then uh, my friends started getting weirded out by it. And every time we would get together, they're like, oh, so Lego, huh? <laughs> like, like, listen. Wait, so I'm re- I'm really curious. So I'm assuming like none of your friends are influencers in any which way. And they're probably like the typical people that just like post photos of their kids, their cat, their food, whatever crap that and they probably have like 800 followers maximum, probably on average 300. Correct. Is that is that the same? Yeah, I mean, yeah. some some of them, some of them are influencers, but in different yeah, fields, cool. like, cool, um, like photography, fashion, all that stuff. Um, but the bulk of them just post family. All their accounts are private. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just a place. It's just a photo album at yeah. that point. So me coming on here and and treating it almost like a part-time job is what it yeah. is now is a strange thing. It's, it's just not weird. your influencer friends, though. Like, they didn't. I assume they didn't think it was weird at all, right? No, they get it. But um but some of my other friends are like I get side eyes sometimes of like what is it that you're doing but the cool thing that's happened now is they strangely become invested in it so nearly all of them have bought sets at one point or another they all send me things they all keep an eye out for activities and events and sales and whatever and they all are somewhat interested and I think it's because they know how obsessed I am with it. So this is their way of being supportive, basically. Right. They'll yeah. be like, they'll be like, okay, you're weird, but sure, here we go. Here like, we go. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are interested in hearing like the the creator side of things, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it's no longer really I mean, I'm posting what I love to do and I make fun of what I like to do a lot, but they're they're starting to see like what the creation side of it looks like what the monetization part of it looks like like what um brand deals looks like so it's they look at it like you know just a really fun side gig that i have no it's it's funny like when you hear like friends like that realize how you can make money doing this and then like you give them like examples of people who are succeeding and they're like what yeah um you know and then it kind of not intentionally justifies the means of what you're doing but it can if you really want to show it into their face um i you know it's and then at that point for them at least it sounds like it becomes acceptable that Mm -hmm. you're doing this obsession of some kind especially for sharing it like that i I don't know that's just the vibe i get with people sometimes that when i share it to like friends that find out i do this i mean for me like going back to into my way of that is that i separate it immediately from the beginning just like claire but because i'm used to doing that like i have six instagram accounts <laughs> so I, I have my personal one i have one for my biker community because i i deal with you know really scary people on that side so i don't want them to intermix with my private side i do i have one where i share my children because i know my normal friends don't want to see a constant post of my kids <laughs> doing random th- random things so and then also have one for the lego one so that way it's not like uh you know it's 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 catered to especially when i'm like on the feed for that instagram uh account like it's it makes sense to what i'm looking at um as like i don't want to look at biker stuff like in my lego one vice versa vice versa it's funny when my friends start to cross over in to like ran like to all the accounts (laughs) so like when a lot of my friends like slowly now a lot of my personal friends are coming in to like the lego side and they're doing the same thing like they're sharing random convention schedules around their time or around their area or they're sharing me things that they purchased for their kids or themselves like one of the posters like hey i bought my first lego set are you proud of me i'm like (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, okay. Yeah. I know. I know. They they always say, "Are you proud of me?" I'm like, I don't care how you spend your money. But like, good for you. Are you proud but of like, yourself? Like, it's kind of like I want to be like, unlike you, I did not pass. I don't pass judgment on other people's hobbies. I mean, you know, bar. Obviously, it's, there's there's an asterisk on that one. But like, there could be some. I was like, wow, you're very accepting. San Francisco, but not that accepting. No, but the truth of the matter is, is like. I think it's funny, like, if you – I like that you were just, like, screwed. I'm just going to post it here. I'm having such a good time. I don't I don't mind it. But then, like, there is something about justification for when you are monetized with it. And it's, like – and I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know what it is, you know. Um, but I feel like the people who have no concept of social media, there's plenty of my friends who really have no concept of it like are living under a rock in a way that I've never seen before. And it is kind of wild, especially living here in the Bay with like all the tech companies and stuff around it. There are still so many people here who are within these like massive age groups who have like, they're like, I just saw this weird thing on the internet. Have you heard of Nikocado avocado? And it's like, what? Oh boy. Like, like what, how are, what, how is that being recommended to you? And yes, I have heard of this person. And they're like, PewDiePie, like, who is that? And I'm like, just a small YouTuber, don't worry about it. But it's it's kind of funny. And like, a lot of my girlfriends are like that. And and they, they're like, so supportive. And they're so sweet. And they're like, oh, I want to buy a Lego set. And one of them was like, take me to the Lego store. I want to buy a Lego set. And she, this is like a year ago. And she's like, I love Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to buy Winnie the Pooh. She bought Winnie the Pooh. Every time I ask her, she hasn't built it. What she <laughs> did build, though, was like a knockoff, like, third-party, like, crap Chinese set that, like, looks like her dog. So like that she did build. So that was that was her like pull into it, but then like never again, which is kind of funny. But anyway, regardless. And the crazy thing too was like, so I was posting, you know, I I saw this like new thing called reels. And I was like, oh, let me like record like what is a reel? Let me do this. And so I was making a couple reels. And the third one was over a million. And from that single reel, I got fifteen thousand followers. And I was like, do I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't make a new account now. Like now I'm stuck. No. Like I'm stuck. So I'm stuck and I'm such a sentimental person. I have to go back and, and scrub my account. I mean, I've scrubbed a lot of things off of it just for personal reasons. Um, but I'm like, I got to go back and delete like everything from 2012 now, because <laughs> how long can I keep this here? Yeah. You know, like how, how long can I ideally keep this here? I need to separate it. I wish I had the mindset that this was going to be what it was going to be before it was because it was so far from my brain. I thought, you know, I'm going to meet like 30 people. It's going to be great. And then it just went nuts. So <laughs> shy. My bad. I'm sorry. My kids are running around. Look. <laughs> Screaming. I don't want them to go through. I mean, I listen through these and I can hear my son yelling in the background. I'm like, there's no way I can remove that. So I'm always on mute, my bad. Um, so what is, okay, so, guest. yeah, I guess. So Super you kind of brought up the Instagram thing. You're kind of, you're stuck in it now, but it's, it's, and you've also a little mentioned a little bit ago that it's become somewhat of a part-time job, at least how we want to justify it to ourselves. We're familiar with how the YouTube mon monetization works. And a lot of people that have come on here are, have shared somewhat portions of that what's the instagram world like with that so the instagram monetization world was the the main one was the reels bonus so that was the main one so you were basically awarded um per view for every reel that you posted um i think you had to be invited so after i had the one reel that blew up i was invited into the Reels bonus program. And the rule was you could make up to $8,000 a month uh, with that, which is decent, decent money. Um, so the first couple months was, were pretty low, but it got to a point where that was completely funding my Lego for the past year. I mean, I, I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, which was pretty sweet. Wow. Yeah, like they, they do really well. And now this month uh, they announced that they're ending it because I think either the pool ran out. I haven't really 
looked back into it, but that either the pool of money ran out or they wanted to invest more money into advertising and just stupid things. So the only other ways you can monetize on Instagram now that I'm aware of are the subscriptions. Uh, if you live stream, you can get badges or there are bizarre gifts you can buy with people's reels. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. With that being said, like I pushed out content this month and I earned the most I've ever earned like, in any given month this month. So now I'm like, great, now that's going to end. And there goes a revenue stream that was funding all of my content, which, you know, is kind of crummy at the end of the day. All right. So yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've said it a couple of times here that like, you know, TikTok in itself is going to end. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um reels felt pretty promising with that type of you know income stream um and with both in limbo yeah, and if no, one, yeah <laughs> no one here is paying attention to like what's going on with tiktok they just had like a hearing with you know the with congress and it, it was kind of like a eh. like it, it, it was very uncomfortable to watch because you're watching or listening to people that don't really know much about the world like really try to attack the CEO. So it was very cringe. So if anybody wants to watch it, go watch it. I mean, you only really need to watch like a minute of it to understand what the rest of the five hours were going to be because it was just repetitive. But in essence, like, you know, just like previous, uh, you know, hearings with, you know, with tech, with big tech, this one felt personal just because of what's going on in, in the world right now. So I don't know if there's a future for, for TikTok. And, you know, with Reels, like we all thought that was going to be a thing that Instagram was going to take over just doing short form content instead of photos. And now it's kind of reversing back into not Reels, <laughs> uh, more yeah. live, I guess. And I guess it's, going uh, back to photos. photos. Yeah, yeah, back right? to photos. I'm, I'm not it's mad at that, <laughs> that we're going back to its roots. Um, but yeah. for someone that's, but I don't make, you know, money or real content on Instagram. It's just there to, for contact purposes. You know, if you want to reach out to me, you can DM me. That's really what that is. Just like a, not necessarily a home base, but it's just a, you know, it's a non-official contact <laughs> um, reach for me. So, which I feel like it is for a lot of people. Um, right. But <laughs> with that being said, that leaves YouTube. It leaves so, YouTube. What's crazy is like, you know, the people that blew up on TikTok came over to Instagram, you know, to, you know, it's, I always enjoy watching how cross crossing platforms goes for people like, because I'm trying to do it too. So, you know, some people have, you know, half a million on TikTok and they're going over to Instagram and it's like, you've got 10,000. So the audiences don't really overlap there it's a completely different age demographic it's a completely different area of the internet and right. now and then you have instagrammers like me who are trying to go over to youtube and again it's like and youtube is i've said this before on a couple other streams like that is it is a very difficult thing to grow on YouTube organically. Like it's, it's, that's why like Emma Soros, like watching her, th that was bonkers to, I think all of us to see, because that was insane. That was really, that's the power of the internet doing its algorithm thing. It's amazing. And she's doing amazing content. But you know, if you're doing long form videos, it's a slow burn. And sometimes it can be a very thankless job to create that long form content to get what, like a hundred views sometimes for someone like me. So it's interesting to see people crossing through, crossing over platforms, trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to make this work. And, um, and you're seeing it now with TikTok going the way it's going. People are trying to come over to Instagram. They're trying to go over to Twitch. They're going over to YouTube. Like it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out really. So, you know, let's use Vine as a good example, if you, anyone wants to remember what <laughs> oh, that <man>. was. <laughs> so when yeah, Vine yeah. ended, most Vine. of the content creators came to YouTube, I think, and they did pretty well. We we can acknowledge the fact that TikTok and Instagram don't really, like, con other, the communities don't really... I'm going to interrupt you. I'm totally going to interrupt you. The ones that you know about did well. Yes, That's like being like every startup is Uber. You know what I mean? It's like for every, like, one person that did well from Vine to YouTube... There's probably a hundred thousand that did it. Fair enough. So 
Yeah. Um, but now I lost what I was gonna say. Um, so so let's say TikTok <laughs> ends right tomorrow. Let's say TikTok ends tomorrow. All these people are gonna have to go somewhere. Yeah, gonna where am I going to get my recipes from? Yeah, so, you know? so they're going like... to need their fix. So that forces them to kind of figure out if there is no other app created to satisfy that need. There are two already that do so, which is YouTube and uh, on and it, technically Instagram. So would there be like, like if someone was really following your content on TikTok, would you think they would follow you on YouTube or Instagram at that point? This is a hypothetical question. I'm not, I don't know this answer. But just think about it, because because right now there's two, so they don't need to cross over. They already know right. where they want to live. But if one, if maybe Instagram were to end, if one of them were to end, would they come to the other platform that they know that you're already on? If you have a shorts channel, if you're a tic- yeah. if you're a TikToker or a YouTuber doing, uh, or sorry, if you're uh, an Instagrammer doing reels, they're only going to come over if you're a shorts, or they'll only stay, I assume, if it's the same thing. For, to make that leap over to a new platform, I think people underestimate that. Even if that other platform that they came from doesn't exist, I think mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't think it's that great. And it has to be like exactly the same content, right? I mean, like you'd mm-hmm. have to go from a TikTok to a YouTube Shorts, or from an Instagram Reels like to a YouTube Shorts channel. I mean, like that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I could be wrong, obviously. Well, like, I mean, so so that leads to the to, to the to the follow up of that is that if you are preparing for the inevitable if it does happen should you be making the same content on youtube if most of your followers are following you on both other platforms for specific content just to prepare if it does happen for that i don't know i think every platform has a different personality it every single one even even youtube to twitch it's a completely different personality instagram to tiktok completely different personality i mean i've seen people with with you know, 90,000 followers on Instagram try to go over to YouTube and it just doesn't, something doesn't translate well, like something's missing. Um, And so I don't, I don't know. And then, and then you wonder, you know, is something else going to pop up? I I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I, I, we've seen how successful social media can be, especially, you know, during the times where we're, we're a lot of us are still working from home remotely social media is kind of like a bridge. Although I did read somewhere that one of the most deleted apps off people's phones is Instagram. So wow. it is a very interesting thing. Why, why, why did it say why? Um, I think generationally the, uh, you know, we're, we're aging out, but mm-hmm. the, the next I... generation doesn't enjoy Instagram. It, it's too fake. You know, I think is why a lot of people like TikTok because it was a little, I mean, it's not real, but it's, it felt like. Well, yeah, because a lot of people are still filming with their phones, not making crazy content with like DSLR cameras and stuff like that. So, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that's pushed on that one, right? Versus real. And I'll notice, right? So what works well for me, I know exactly what works well for me on each platform. Do I do it? No, because sometimes it's like I feel like I have to sell my soul to do it. <laughs> so it's I like feel that with TikTok. It's like I'm selling my soul. So like I know if it has anything to do with like dating a Lego person, it's going to hit a million. No, no problem. Do I want to keep doing it? Not really. I'm a mom. Like, how much of that do I want to push right now? But on TikTok, the the lip syncing. Uh, over someone's audio isn't as big on TikTok as it is on Instagram. And then on Instagram, the fast cut, like zoom out, like all these things that are going on, like the filming style of TikTok doesn't work on on Instagram and YouTube. I have no idea what's going on over YouTube. It's like the algorithm is very confusing. So I haven't spent enough time with YouTube to, to figure out what really works over here, but um it's just i think there's going to be some growing pains and depending on what happens i think some people will get discouraged it might just shake out a lot of people that just yeah especially if like let's say like instagram and tiktok are losing financial monetization cap like capacity which it doesn't seem like it it's completely like it still seems like you can get sponsored content on there people still value the views and things like that you know obviously it's just from the platform itself but like if people start 
needing to have to access YouTube for financial gain. The truth of the matter is, is like there's obviously like YouTube shorts channels and I really don't know how they do. I, I, I don't understand what how they do financially, but the amount of work to do a YouTube video, especially in the Lego niche now is like, you know, what, maybe a couple hours for a reel versus like, you know, a week for a video. And it's like, it makes it a lot harder, I think, especially if you like are trying to do the meta and like trying to do kind of like what people are looking for. You know, it's funny, I'll go and like look at like other YouTube niches, like gardening or cooking or vlogging or whatever. And it's like, it is just absolute trash, objectively trash content. Like there is, it's just like two old folks talking about what they ate for dinner and they get like, you know, 450,000 views and you're just like, what? And it's just like, but that's appropriate for that space. And I think that used to be appropriate for the Lego space. You used to be able to just like sit in your bedroom and like, you know, film a, a video with pretty like low, low effort. And we still have some YouTubers that that still do that and it still works for them because they've like created a brand out of it. But like anyone coming into the space now will not grow if they do that, unfortunately, like, or you'll grow at like such a snail's pace. It's, it's demoralizing in such a way, you know what I mean? And it's like, I've heard people say, Oh, it's easier to get 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Now it, it is. And it isn't like in many ways, I think it's harder because the amount of work that like the day to day, the amount of effort is more, but then I do think that there are objectively more people watching Lego content. So then it's, it is in theory, there is a bigger audience for you to tap into. So, I mean, don't as okay. As someone who does YouTube content a little bit here and there dabble in it, like don't be discouraged by it because even though like the barrier to entry is like a lot higher than like Instagram and TikTok, it's pretty satisfying if you like f when you hit a groove in a in a very different way than doing and it sounds like I'm only I'm gonna like just like pick on you for that one thing you said you're like I'm a mom how long am I supposed to be able to do this for <laughs> that means that you have the self-awareness to be like is this what I want and it's like you know what I mean like and the, you, you're questioning yourself you're like is this exactly the image that I want to put online mm -hmm. and if you're doing that like that means there's probably more that you want to do i assume so i don't know you right, right. yeah tell us like is there more that you yeah, want to yeah. do if if there is like man go for it like yeah, don't what do you want to do on youtube yeah <laughs> that's pretty much the question right like we, yeah. we can only do so much on the other two but on youtube you need like a definition sort of what do you want to do i think i would enjoy the journey on youtube if that if i actually took the time and focused on it I think I would because at the beginning there I I never tried to do more than I could handle when I was actively wanting to post videos I always made a rule once a week is is okay you know, if it's once a week that's okay some of my favorite podcasts are bi-weekly once a week's okay and eventually that fell off because you know the holidays, whatever, like life, it's okay. Life, yeah. uh, laziness. I, a lot of it was laziness. And, um, but now, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking and I'm just like, it crit, it's cringy to do the voice, the voiceovers. It's, it's, I think it sucks my soul out a little every time I find an audio and I'm like, okay, let's, let's lip sync. Like, 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 okay. Like, we're going to get this going. Like, we're going to lip sync today. Come on, aren't you a Filipina? Don't you like to sing karaoke? I love it. I mean, the Filipino part of me, lo like, loves that. And then the other you half like of me is perform. like, I like to perform. But then the other half of me is like, you know, there's got to be more to life than this. It's, 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 this is the meltdown that I had the other night. I said, because Claire, to fill you in, yeah, what, I don't... Hap what happened was, um, Wait, what was this. it? Where, where, where this happened? Where, the, where, where did this meltdown happen? Just okay. in case people want to go back to it and watch it. No, 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 no. We're not going to put a spotlight on her. I did not like shy that you were like, I was watching to see you just like trip and fall in your face. And then I was like, <laughs> on Cali Brick. Like, that is it like. Was, it would have been good. I was like, well, I mean, we were talking like, okay, you're asking for help live listen if there's a train wreck on the internet i'm there i'm front row i love to see it i love I, a good train wreck oh man i am like shut it off don't want to see it that like is, Haley and selena i was like 
I want more of this. Like, how much more can I get of this? This is oh, dream. Right. I'm the complete opposite. Okay, so <laughs> I guess let. So yeah, paint, paint paint a picture for me. So uh, it was uh, picture this 2 a.m. my time. I'm on a couple brickheads. Girth gangs going strong, and um, I ran out of food. And I started getting in my thoughts. Like I started having a meltdown about. Like it was a very Zoolander looking into the reflection saying, who am I kind of thing. And nice. I, uh, good picture. <laughs> yeah. and I realized that I've been married to Lego for a few years and, uh, we are not in the honeymoon phase anymore. And we are in the sweatpants, like we are in this sweatshirt, sweatpants, socks yep. don't match, hairs up in a, in a thing and you're you're finally seeing your partner for what it is and and it's a little scary that's the phase i'm in in lego and i can't pinpoint what exactly did it i think i do it, you said I, it. it was the rivendell brickhead yeah. gift with purchase i think that yes. really peeved me um and it's it's no one's fault it's definitely my thing i'm responsible for mm -hmm. my emotions that was definitely 100 me but that just it lit up something in me and then I got angry and confused. And I started wondering, and then it was Atlanta was the other one because I just, I was like, do I wanna be a set builder forever? Like that's gonna get very old chasing the new sets when they come out. That's gonna get very, very old. I don't even enjoy really going to release days anymore. I, I just don't at this point. The meltdown was over what's going to happen and a lot of things were up in the air at that point the freaking golem brickheads got me instagram demonetized TikTok was on the burner my toddler's sick like you know like everything was happening and it was two o'clock in the morning and i was like why what 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 i do now like wh what now i think i came to the conclusion that I enjoy the fulfillment of working on YouTube. Like I really enjoy the creativity process in it. It's a ton more work. It's actually even more work than, you know, a month's worth of reels. Reels take me 10 minutes to film. I, truly 10 minutes to film. It's very low effort, but you, like when I post a YouTube video, even though it's low production value, even though my editing sucks and whatever, I, can feel proud of it at the end of the day. Like one YouTube positive comment outweighs a thousand on another platform for me. It's just, it's a different beast. And so I was like, I think that's where I wanna focus now. It's just, yeah. So then it's like, I, I'm not gonna take my Instagram or TikTok content over to YouTube. It's got to be different. Like it, it has to be, and it's, and it's got to be meaningful for me. And I learned very quickly that if you don't enjoy what you're posting, you're going to get burned out really quickly, especially on YouTube. And I think the uh, reviews did that to me. Like the reviews sucked out my soul. So. Yes. That, that, that was one of the things that we brought up was the, the reviewing part. Cause that, that was, I think what, the, the following one was what led to that topic frame uh topic question but the reviews were kind of going into like is it worth doing all that kind of stuff and that kind of triggered some things as well and you know I, I said in the last episode with coconut like it's okay to do reviews i know it, it, it teaches you a lot i mean it teaches you to be concise it teaches you how to make a like make a video using any editing platform that you use um you know you don't really have to go crazy at first and it's gonna you know it's it's growing pains and what a way to get you know get into content creation in youtube is just reviewing something it's very easy kind and of once you get I, I, knew, I, I knew you were going to go against that. I but it, to it and I was just like, I wish I was there. And like, you weren't, no. so that's your fault. But like, know, I'm just... My fault. It's my fault. It's probably my fault. Because I think I think there is, there's like two sides to that. Like, I, I agree reviews are like, they're... So basically one person came along or two people came along in the Lego community and started doing reviews and they defined the parameters for what those reviews are like. And every single other person has done them the exact same way. And if you really think about it, that's pretty lame is that every single other person has done it the exact same way. So if you are like a true, like if you are like a creative person, I think there is a way to make reviews different and cool. For example, yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh, yeah. Josh, exactly. Josh, Josh, amazing. 
does his and then an even bigger channel is tiago tiago came yeah. and started doing reviews and he didn't like break the mold but he did it in his way or whatever so like i don't i don't think like i think there's a value to like doing practice like videos to a degree but then i think when you want to take something seriously there is an analytical perspective that has to there's a mind shift that has to happen with youtube there is I'm just having a good time on YouTube and I'm just like doing whatever I want. Or there is, I'm going to look at all these other content creators and understand why they're successful and why they're not. And quite literally objectively look at it. And I think, I think if like you do want it to be an income source, you have to do that. And like, I think also if you want personal satisfaction out of it from that, from success, like from this, whatever, what dopamine, whatever it is that you're getting that like, you know, you're in this, you are in this delicate postpartum phase. I can only empathize that I've not been in that part of my life. And that sounds like, you know, your brain is like going through hellfire. And then you post something on Instagram and it feels good. And it's like this happy place. And obviously you're going to keep doing it. And so if you want to keep getting that right, you can like totally channel like all of your, all of your creativity into YouTube. And it's just going to be exponential. I don't know. I'm I, the reason I'm talking this way. I'll, I'll be totally honest is because I, I feel really strongly about it. And I think that like as a creative person, and if you are and most Lego people are creative people, that's like why we are attracted to the hobby. It is it the, the best thing that someone can do as a creative is like put your work out there and then mm -hmm. get feedback for it. And social media is quite literally created for that instead of like an art gallery or whatever kind of show it is, or like a theater, social media is that. So, and maybe we're all that personality type that are just so basic that we need that like likes and clicks and comments and whatever it is. But you know what, like creatives need that. And it's like, there's no shame in that, whether it came from doing like basic voiceover videos that now you're like, ah, they're cringe, whatever you, you needed that, that got you into the community. Now you have all these friends in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's no reason to like, be like, ah, whatever, you know, but like, like you said it, it's like this YouTube is like where you want to focus. And so many people come on here and say that to us and we're all like, do it. It's really fun. We have small channels, but we like it. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it, because it's like super satisfying. And then I'll let you know, like, I hated every single one of my videos that I did, except for, like, the last three. And those three out of, like, 100 that I did are worth the stupid 100 other videos. And it's, do you like... Think you, well, let me interject now. <laughs> do, yeah. you, do you think you would have been able to make the three videos that you love without knowing how to do everything? 100%. Do you think everyone else can do the same thing? Tiago yeah. was a filmmaker before this. Like, that's what he did. Like, that's what he went to school for, right? And he like, worked at Lego. Yeah. Yeah. Like, most people don't know how to edit a single video. It's going to take you a while. You have to post it. You don't have... Well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, how yeah. are you going to, like, really be confident about your what your creations are without putting your first crap in videos? Is... Okay, okay. You can so always back like, up videos that you don't like. No, but I went on this total tangent because my whole point is the emotional tie that you have to posting online. If you post crap content, knowing it's crap content, being like, I'm I'm posting crap content as practice, you're not going to get the feedback that well, you I'm need. I'm not saying, anymore. like, I think it's crap. Let me put it up. Like, okay. do your best work. Put it up and see what happens. But here's it's the thing. It's also... going to not be great <laughs> if it's your first content. And it's a way to like, put how, your, your how own personality into it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, you can't like if you're coming into the space not being not one not used to speaking long form content two not knowing how to edit properly like three knowing what works or not and before mm -hmm. you like think about it coming in like it's overwhelming for a lot of people there are a lot of people where i'm like uh i wouldn't do that like on the side when they ask for stuff I'm like i'm not the right person but this is what i would do and it, it literally freaks them out with all the things you got to mm -hmm. think about on like thinking about the thumbnail, thinking about the title, like those are the two most important things. And that just like figuring that out, you can look at this and learn everything on YouTube, like university, and it still doesn't click. Like it, it really just no, takes, it takes like, it takes a, it takes a, a while. Yeah, there's definitely time. Time is like an element, but like, I don't know. I think like posting online is such a fragile thing to do sometimes. And like, I think if you get negative feedback, it can be quite compounding. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I that's that. my, that's no, my... no, no, that makes sense. No, no, I totally agree. It's with that. weird. It definitely... It's it's not the negative feedback that that gets me. Sometimes it's just like the the flat out bullying. Like I I think it it's I hate playing the card, but sometimes the female the what you get back as a female is so much worse than 
you know, a guy. Like it's just infinitely worse. And I think sometimes that gets me, like that will get me into a funk. Yeah. And I've learned to I've learned to curve it and, you know, go back to, you know, psychology 101, like this says more about you than it says about me. There's you know, the blah, blah blah like four agreements, whatever. Like I'll 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 bounce it back at them. But at the end of the day, I think I think the reason why I gravitated back to posting online and social media was that was my voice as a kid. I I grew up with social media. I grew up with MySpace. I mean, that's how old it is. All right, Instant Messenger. I, I mean, I have the emo Friendster. away message. Yeah, Friendster. All for the Filipinos, it was definitely Friendster. It was where I was at, but um, that was my voice because I was such a quiet, introverted person, and I was always creative from a young age. Like I was always doing some artsy fartsy stuff, and I, I took a year off of college to do photography and tour with bands so I was editing video and photo all the time that was my job and so when I left that and I went back to school and I got my big girl degree and work my big girl job and all these things like my job is very mundane and boring and stressful and whatever and this has become my outlet for the creativity side the other reason why I came over to YouTube was because I had worked remotely at home before COVID, like since 2012. I have not set wow. foot in an office. I always worked from home. So my interactions with people were were only with my friends on weekends. And we all know how crazy weekends get. So then mm -hmm. you bring in a baby and I'm talking goo goo gaga all day. I have forgotten how to talk like an adult. <laughs> and so my first YouTube video, I sat there in front of a camera and I'm like, man, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> and so it was my way of trying to communicate again <laughs> as an adult. And yeah, so it, it had, there were multiple reasons why I went to YouTube. One, I wanted to see what it was all about. Two, I wanted to get, get something started over there put the bread in the oven to get it started while I was figuring out what I wanted to do, because it's a lot harder to just jump into something new than ease into it. And so there was a lot of planning as, as to like me coming over. And it just so happened that it was on my brain last summer. And then the fall I was thinking about it. And now I'm like, okay, I think, it's time like enough has been shaken up that it's time to come over and really do what I'd prefer to do rather than, you know, voiceovers on the other stuff, not to discount it. Like that's brought me a lot of great brand deals. Like it's brought me money. Like it's been very helpful, but I think it's time to, to start another book somewhere else. That's going to be the new learning curve, but we're all on social media. And if you're going to be successful in social media, you have to be able to adapt to whatever comes your way. So in Instagram, if you didn't adapt to making reels, you stayed stagnant and you died. If you came over a TikTok and you did something that wasn't on trend, you, you died. Like, and the same thing will happen to YouTube, especially with the reviews, like, for all the new people coming over, uh, reviews are great to learn how to edit. I That's how I got back into editing and understanding like how do cuts work? Like how do I move this around? Like how do I put an end screen? Like how do I do, like that was very helpful, but the reviews aren't gonna get you where you wanna go unless you're in the ambassador program and you're getting those sets early or you're reviewing sets like um, like Stacy, old sets that no one can get their hands on anymore, then that's when reviews can work. But it's a very difficult thing to break into. And so I think YouTube is where you find who you are, is where you grow up. And Instagram and TikTok is kind of where you hang out. That's how I look at it. Dang. Wow. Dang. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I know we've been, we're kind of like curving around the hour here, but it would be 
are you excited about like YouTube is I know you say that that's where you want to be but like it's still like a hurdle to like get back into it like I think it's like much harder especially if you've taken time off to like get back into YouTube and you can want it all you want but like how how are you motivating yourself I guess to like kind of get get back out there my plan was or is I have a ton of content filmed that I just need to edit so I have I have Atlanta Bricon. I have to just it's together I just have to edit it like I went to a Lego store opening. I just have to edit. So I have a bunch of things that I just have to edit that don't really require me sitting down and recording something. Like I have a bunch of files that need to be done. So I think how, when I started, it was like, like Thursday was always my light day. So that was always the day that I worked on things. That was the day I filmed or, or whatever. It's just going to get back to where I was in the beginning there where it was like, okay, if I can do this once every two weeks, like it doesn't have to be like, that's the thing I have to remind myself and that I have to remind like other people is you, you don't have to be a hero. Like you don't have to be doing things fast paced all the time because that's where burnout hits. Don't go beyond where you need to be. And especially as a mom, like of a toddler, like, Hmm. Let me tell you, like, that is, you know, that is a delicate area. So I don't want to overdo it. And I want to just get back to enjoying the process of editing and the frustrations with uploading and things don't upload correctly. Like, I love all that. Like, that's, that's part of what makes YouTube YouTube. Instagram, it's just like, okay, like today, like, all right, I can film a reel today. I got 10 minutes. Like, it's not as fulfilling on that you know on that side like youtube really is like the most rewarding thing and yeah that's that's where i'd like to hang out you know i mean your i got 10 minutes will just not be making reels or tiktoks and just be focusing on editing that last video right yeah right and it's hard it's not it's not easy like no but that's what i like about it i like a challenge Eventually, I believe you should be able to get there. Like you'll get to the point where you'll be able to look back at your channel and start deleting stuff or hiding it and then or making the content that you truly, truly want to make and you succeed in it and you got to start from scratch just so that we have a clean channel or you just continue with making good content that you feel that you're proud of and that your audience wants to watch. Right. And eventually that epiphany happens. <clears throat> so um, I do agree with you, Claire, with your ideas of meta. <laughs> I just don't feel like a lot of people can get there and skip five chapters into that life. I don't think people need to do the meta either to be successful. I think if you do content that you like watching and that's objectively good content, I mean, the YouTube is huge. It's like, you know, I think it just has to be, it just has to be good and whatever is good. You know what I mean? That's, that's obviously subjective, but um, that's kind of my thoughts. It's about the personality. Mm-hmm. sometimes some there's plenty of people without personality that have huge channels but you know they're good That's editors and they're good you know whatever it is true, yeah yeah um and i'm not talking about the lego space just in general you know what i mean like it doesn't mm-hmm. you just gotta hit a stride and figure out like what it is that works for you and what you can like produce in mass right like what can you what's your niche and you know we've we've talked a lot about this and i've seen comments being like you don't need to find a niche you can do whatever you want sure do whatever you want but you know to come back and tell me when you're successful so yeah you need to find something yeah yeah it's it's easier to like really understand like what your channel is about if you have a couple things that you're focusing on yeah it's it's just as simple as like just like think i think it's like think about like someone is someone finds your video right and they're like they're like, I love this person. I love her personality. I love the way that she talks about the Lego. I love the way that she presents herself. She's like so cool. I relate to her so much, right? Like that's like somebody who finds you. And they're like, I want to watch all the video, all her videos. And I hope they're all like this one. Oh boy. <laughs> right? And so like but that's, <laughs> that's, that's the ideal, right? That's the ideal. You find a subscriber that really likes what you're watching and they go back and watch your whole history of stuff because that is a thing that people do, right? That's what I do. Yeah. I right. found an amazing YouTuber. I, I mean, I watched all her videos to the point where it was maybe creepy right yeah same i've gone back and like watched like four years of someone's videos before and been like this is weird i feel like i know more about this person than their mom this is yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And so, but you kind of want that, right? Especially if you're like trying to sell your personality or not sell it, but you know, if that's like, what is your shtick? Your shtick is your personality, but, or maybe your shtick is like making mocks or doing reviews or vlogging or like hauls or whatever it is. People like love that video and they want to see it over and over and over and over again. And so I think it's just like, find out what, what that is. And I think it's like easier said than done because like, I've done like two of these videos that I really like, and then I'm like doing my third one and I keep like telling Sans, I'm like, well, there's nothing different about this one than the last one. Like, is this interesting? And he's like, that's the whole point. The whole point is it's the same video, just like a little different every single time. (laughs) And and, like, it's hard for me to go and edit it and be like, here we go again. It's like, and it's, I'm I'm like, I like it, but it, it feels weird to like do the same thing. I don't even cook the same thing every, like every night. You know what I mean? I hate leftovers. Like, I feel like I'm eating leftovers a little bit with like, yeah doing but even with that you can slowly evolve the type of video that you're doing no i am i am but my point my point it's i'm I'm like not unhappy about it but my point is like it's 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 sometimes it feels like unnatural to do like the thing that they want you to do right which is like the same thing over and over again but anyway yeah yeah don't burn out claire i know i'm not gonna no (laughs) no this is like this is like a dream in comparison to the like work environments I've ever been in. It is a <laughs> joke how like if social media content creators, yeah, it's really hard, blah, blah, blah. You're in the public, blah, 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 blah. It is like a <laughs> try day in my job. You'll, you'll change yeah. your mind real quick. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like, it's such a, it's like, it is a coast in comparison to most light, like lives. And so I like, I think, especially if you're like, you're managing people. You have people dependent on you. Like what? That's awful. That people's salaries are dependent on you. You have to review them. You have to fire them. Not only that, like, oh, I don't know. You're building like a building that's like, you know, $150 million worth and that you're managing like a, like an idiot and you have like complete, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like there's things that I've been given responsibility that like I don't particularly know how, but that, and that's, that's like serious anxiety. Like posting a Lego YouTube video. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's very hard to 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 mess up unless you say something completely inappropriate. Which if you're a good enough person, yeah. you're not going to do that. Yeah. So it's like okay. like the the threshold for messing up is way less over here than it is like if I messed up in my real job, like you know, I'll be homeless. So it's you know, yeah. I'd go to jail. It's okay, you know. Yeah. It's fine. But like, <laughs> But yes, but the thing is like, yeah, you could say like, oh, if I get canceled on the internet, I'd be homeless. Fair. But like, I feel like you have to like do quite a lot. But regardless, like, I think the worst thing, especially when you're a small content creator, the worst thing that can happen is that you're dissatisfied with your own work. Or if you're like, I'm not doing what I'm doing. I think that's the, that's like the worst thing that's going to happen at this point. So if you're not happy making your content in the short form, let's start investing in um, the YouTube's long form content. Exactly. So I guess to like bring it back down to to conclude, like what are your short in a couple words or a couple sentences? What are your goals then? <laughs> Definitely coming over here more, uh, you know, saying hello. I haven't said hello in a while. So, you know, transitioning over to YouTube in a more, like spending more time on it. I, I think I've neglected it to the point where it is what it is. I mean, it gets, you know, one or two people a day and like, and that's to be expected. I'm not really putting effort over here. So to work at it the way that I worked over on Instagram. And then um, as far as like the Lego journey, um, I'd like to mock more. I feel like everyone says that. I, like, I'd like to mock more. I, my goal for the end of the year is I'd like to be in at least one convention where I've had something of mine. I think that would be a very proud moment. Um, so I'm working on that. It's just thinking about what I, what I want. Like, do I really want all these like sets now? Like, do, like, do I need all of them? I, I think I went a little bit by crazy in 2021 and 22. So my husband was like, are you okay? He's like, you haven't really been buying much. And I'm like, I, I don't want much. It's my tastes have changed. I've bought more retired sets this year than anything. So it's a, uh, not to like completely demean your experience and your lived Lego it's normal. experience. <laughs> it's it normal. is. Yeah. Like there's these like weird Lego phases that people go through, especially like when you first get into it. And like, I, you know, since I've talked about this before, like we have a little bit of jealousy for people 
who don't have any Lego and who like don't know anything about the hobby and who like realize there's all these other IPs that used to exist and there's Bricklink and there's like all this stuff and there's the social, you know, like, you know, when you're first opening the door, it Mm -hmm. is quite exciting. And then you come down from that high, like you said, the honeymoon phase is over and either you're like, I hate this. I'm going to sell it all. And there's some people that do that. I think that's a minority to be completely honest. I think some people are like, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to focus on these specific themes that I like. I'm going to go back and complete those like nostalgic themes. I'm going to get into mock building. I'm going to buy Alex doors from Ikea and sort, you know, there's like all these different phases that people go through and it's like totally the hobby. That is like totally it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I think or I'm like, I'm going to build a city or, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different things that people go through. And I think it's, you go to a convention for the first time. It's like, everyone comes out of it being like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, I have to be part of that, you know? And just, I mean, like, I think it's like, you're in good company. Do you know what I mean? Of people who are like yeah. having the same experience as, as you or they're whatever, whatever timeline they're in. And then, you know, what's terrible is that you can very easily go back into that buying frenzy. And then what happens <laughs> is like, if you start mock building, you start giving yourself excuses to buy sets for specific pieces. And those are sets that you never would have even bought, like from the first time. Like, oh, you're, like no. you're like that city set. I want it. It's got a four wide car. I need it. Or you're like that or weird just buying bulk parts or yeah. Or yeah. Buy bulk parts or you're like, you know, getting the Duplo stuff because you like love the vegetables, you know, I don't know. Like there's just, cause you're going <laughs> to, yeah. Like, there's like these, you can get into these weird niches or you get like so obsessive, like Sans where you're like, I'm going to buy the toothbrush of Yoda or whatever, whatever it is, you know, like these, you, you like create parameters for the niche collection of like, you know, rarity or whatever it is. So uh, get excited for that, I guess. I, I, I'm just going to say that that new Duplo Disney castle that's coming out, yep. that's a fire, fire set. And Agreed. I'm like, I have a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Use I have a kid. Use, Use it. Yeah. Use and it. then you're like, maybe I should go back and buy all of the all Mickey the Duplo Duplo's. figures. Mm-hmm. Should I do that? Yeah. Should I add them to my hall of Mickey's? Yeah, that's oh. that, that is that is Sansa's brain right now. That is that's what's happening. But you know, yeah. yeah. So or you want to collect all the CMFs, or you know, you mm-hmm. you. I feel like everyone goes. So that was what was so exciting in the beginning was everything was so new. And I was like, oh my god, they had this. There was this. Like, ooh, there's that. Now it's like it's getting very expensive, and like everything's kind of overwhelming. But then it shakes out and you kind of find what it is that you like within the hobby. And yeah. I think that's where you really become yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's where the meat of your story will be. So yeah. And if you'll and stay in, essence, in the hobby. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. And if you're not going to stop buying because it just goes to the other, other places oh. as opposed to new sets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you can, you can like rework your stuff, you can, but you just, and then uh, you get customs, and then you, you you like all sorts of things, and then mm-hmm. it just you. Fall or you want to make your own customs? You want to start your own Lego convention? There's so many different ways to be involved in the hobby, which is like pretty awesome. I do feel though that it it's kind of as someone who's like been in it for a long time, I do feel like I'm in like some alt reality where we have Lord of the Rings and uh, like Indiana Jones on the shelf. When like literally like a a year or two ago, we were like never. Are we going to see that? And like, even though it's like so expensive and so absurd, it it feels weird. It feels weird to see these. Old, I, I don't know if I feel old. I wonder if this is like how castle people felt when they like saw stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know, but it's like a specific IP. So I don't know if we get pirates of the Caribbean again, I'm going to just lose it. My like, literally I'm going to think we're in the, oh, in the updated yeah. halls. That'll be Aren't great. They making a new movie? Yeah. Oh my gosh. If they do any of the ships in the updated hole where it's not like around the bottom, but like, could, oh my god sorry digress <laughs> that's where it starts getting dangerous like i would love to get a lego goat just like completely off topic but i'm like they're gonna make that mold again like net i'm gonna pop 120 i'm gonna buy like a super crispy goat and then the next week it's gonna come out and, I'm gonna... and that's why you don't invest in really expensive Whoa, so that's why i'm just i'm just sitting here i'm just relaxing because it's gonna yeah. come back it will happen it will happen in some form like you will buy something and then the next day they're gonna announce the same exact sets being released <laughs> i say you buy the goat just buy the goat do it for the community and you just like took four hundred dollars and lit it on fire and you're like great <laughs> i feel like I that did happen to me it's 
that happened to me for something. I did something stupid. What did I do? I, I don't, I don't know. Well, for Claire, was the Tumblr. I think it's like oh. I have access to so many people who know like stuff that's coming out like years ahead of time. I just like don't listen or pay attention. And like, <laughs> it was and the same like, exact set. What, what, I think like, one of my friends was like, someone was like, this. I told you this was coming out. And I was like, I don't know. The only thing that's different was the figures. And so I ended up going, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was literally the only, it was a re-release. At, a re -release, which they don't even really do of all things. They anyway, don't. On that note. So all right, yeah. Um, all right, well, Nicole, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, Go follow a couple Brickheads. Gotta, I got to do it for the boys. I know, you got to yeah, do it for the Girth Gang. I got to right? do it for the Girth Gang. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are, aren't, didn't you pass 1K? Recently. Oh yeah! Congrats. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was awesome. Those guys work hard. They or we? You should be saying we. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm in the group chat. I, I, you know, they're doing all the production. That you know, Sean's making the music. It's you know. If I'm part of this show, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the uh, the kid that shows up for the college group project on the day of presentation oh yeah you're like, that you're, you're that person we're gonna get an a right God, i hated you i'm like I... you guys did everything right good oh man yeah but are you the one there was i did that like a couple of times and i was but i would present the project which was like the worst ever mm -hmm. and yeah it, that was me yeah yeah and oh, i was like it. i did nothing to help you <laughs> but here we go i'll be the face of it i'll take the fall if it sucks wow all right. With that being said, let's roll our music. Thank you, Nicole. Have a good night. Peace. Great episode, guys. That was fun. There was, was, was friction there. I loved it. Those were always great. Oh, my God. Thank you, Claire. <laughs>